Welcome to Upholding Matters, a podcast devoted to talking about what matters. Now, I was raised to believe that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness were things that mattered. And certainly they are the unalienable rights that Jefferson wrote about in the Declaration of Independence. We will talk about how to uphold them, how they hold us up, and why that matters. Welcome to Upholding Matters. I'm your host, David Paul. Tonight is our 46th episode. It's hard to believe. It seems a little to me like sometimes... Well, there are things in life that are important. And certainly upholding matters. What matters you want to uphold are important. And of course, our national identity and sovereignty and future and hope. These things are very important. So there were things this week that seemed really important. And just metaphorically, sometimes it seems like we move from events in the news that are terribly important. You feel like you're hanging from your knuckles from a cliff. And it feels like then you fell down to the next level and were able to get a grip. And you just hope you don't fall again. And you hold on tight and you fall again. You grab on, you hold on. And all of a sudden, that last fall that you didn't want to do that was very important not to do doesn't even matter. And the one before that, that was the big deal, the thing that you didn't want to do, the fall you didn't want to take. I mean, that's so unimportant. It's so far in the past that take a number. And that's how it is with this news. And that's why I try and stay as busy as I can to keep a finger on the pulse of our country, our people, our situations are mental effect. You know, by that I mean, I see a lot of people, friends at meetings that are civic leaders, and sometimes they seem stressed. Sometimes they seem... Then you get to know people, for instance, on Facebook, and you can see some of the things they post, and you just... You feel bad because there are real human outcries there, there are other significant facts of their lives that, well, you just don't think of them that way normally. You think that, you know, there are perfect lives. I mean, I drive around in an old junky car, so nobody thinks that I probably drive home to a castle. But my home is, is nice. It's beautiful, really. It's home. It's the home we've made for almost 20 years. And, oh, I have some stories. I met an old guy whose wife died. And, you know, life is sad sometimes. He's trying to sell his house and move somewhere else and have a new life at an advanced age. And, I mean, that's what we just do. We just, just keep trying. But everyone, no matter who they are, how, you know, college president or people imbibe other souls with a lot of what well, we project on people. We project things we want to see. 
we want so much to find competency and someone that someone who knows what they're talking about. Someone with well, someone that makes sense and someone that has a demonstrated history of fighting, fighting for everyone. And of course, that feels good to get out, meet people, talk, hear stories, contribute, and then life goes on. For instance, there was something this coming weekend I wanted to do, and I'm not sure I'll be able to just because I have other things to do and at those times, these are the times where I have the most help and have to do the things, you know, household things, maintenance things. It's They're important. I can't bypass them or forego them. They're, so I have to cut something out that I might have wanted to do. And these are great people that want me to come to an event. It's in the next town over, so it's difficult to get there and the place that it's at is particularly difficult to get to because there's very limited parking. And if I get a ride or anything, I mean, if you get close enough, you know, I can't wait for VIP status and pull up and someone wave me to my own parking spot. Or, But that's not how it is, and it's just very difficult to get from wherever you have to put your transportation or whatever it is you do, get an Uber to walk into the main body, stand up, walk around. I used to be able to do all that stuff. And now, because of my physical condition that is still pretty good, but it's hard to walk sometimes. My legs, that's one of the things that I was looking up about. MS, you just have fatigue and loss of strength and spasms and pain. And I have all that and artificial joints and I can't fall over and I can't walk and I can't get stuck somewhere where it's just too difficult to get back. And I probably, you know, I don't want to sit in a chair, a wheelchair, and ride around, even though, you know, if there was some cool way, if I could get like a little mini moped and drive from place to place, maybe a Segway, hey, that's not a bad idea. But still, it's not practical. You can't get in places. So, and the march is uh, about human reproductive rights and abortion and it's one of these things that if you're seen on either side, you're pretty much pegged for a position. And I, you know, I was trying to think about what I would call myself because I had to fill out my paperwork. I don't think the Democrats filed my paperwork, so I did it. I became a Democrat. And I'm just thinking about the other side has a, a, probably the different political party and if you want to stand for an election and say that you're for everybody I guess that's impossible but you want to try you know you're elected to be whatever you are mayor senator representative even president you have to be the president of everybody or the mayor so 
it's hard to because this is a very emotional issue. It's hard to stand on one side or the other and not have the people on the other side think all sorts of things about what your views and positions might be. But so as I was trying to figure out what I would call myself, you know, it's a toss-up. It's a I'm a conservative liberal or a liberal conservative. But I think that's what you call a balanced human being. You can address issues, but you know, one at a time, issue by issue, not conflate things and want to grow and learn. That's the most important thing. That's why I listen to people, because sometimes my mind has changed or you know, not reversed, but amended. And my goodness, that's really what we need to do. So what has happened? Well, I'll weave a few local things in with the national ones, and some of them are connected because the representative Katie Hill, you know, I've told you that my town is split and she represents the other side, and my congressional representative is Kevin McCarthy. He's the opposition guy and the Republicans now. Came out of nowhere owning a sandwich shop in Bakersfield, California, but he certainly adapted to the game well. And, you know, I can't really say how well he's doing because if you consider opposition or thwarting your opponent's success, then maybe he's had some. If you think of, well, my goodness, you know. I don't, I'm not sure how you would work with someone who just wants to oppose you. And I think that's true on both sides. There was some coverage we're going to talk about the Korean summit or the uh, summit in Vietnam with North Korea. It was a bust, by the way. But it ran head to head with these congressional hearings with Michael Cohen and Katie Hill getting her five minutes to ask questions. And it was so smooth and direct and calm. And it was just right on. It, it gave me hope. I wrote in a post I saw that Congress can do its job. I mean, if everybody went about it that way, with calm deliberation and direct questions and no attitude, but only to find the truth, We'd be on to something. So, and then the other night, I got to go to a inaugural coffee with the deputies. And it's our local sheriff's deputies at a Starbucks in a different location at night. So you think, well, who goes to get coffee at five o'clock? But I learned that that was a good choice because even though it's a smaller venue, they usually have Starbucks starts hopping and all sorts of people come in and it was the most effective mingling of deputies with people that I've ever seen at one of those events. So another example of how you have to keep an open mind and learn. But that was what was cool. Katie Hill's field representative, a girl named Tracy, was there. And then I met another woman named Tracy who runs a anti-dumping Facebook page. And... You know, they go out and they clean up the desert, and they're trying to get people to stop dumping stuff in the desert. I don't think there's a day goes by that I don't see a car go by somewhere, or a truck, I mean, pulling a trailer that's 
got an old water heater and a mattress or a couch. I know where that's going. More than likely, into the desert somewhere. It's a shame who would do that. But then there's great people that go out and clean it up. So that's a very good thing. So fortunately, there are people everywhere trying to clean it up. We just need to get the people making the mess to stop. And I guess that would require stopping everything because, my goodness, I guess that's the dynamic of it all. Some people think they're doing, you know, I imagine there are people that don't think about it. You know, I think about like Attila the Hun and these band of warrior horse riding archers would go around and just take places over and do horrible things. And I'm not sure that they thought that there was anything wrong with doing that. It was kind of like the way they did it, but you would hope that some part of cruelty and just pillage would make you feel a little out of flow with, you know, compassion in the universe. I guess people don't think about that a lot. I know I do. And I was very glad because I told you I went to the LGBTQ session on how to deal with harassment and bullying and all these things and how I related to everybody's got those same problems. I mean, that's the story I got to share there. I was bullied as a young man and called gay. And of course, I never have been, but, you know, just that's something to call somebody that hurts them. And especially if they are, it demeans their inner essence and Anyway, you caught it. That, that's bad, but cleaning it up, there was a woman there, and she, I squeezed in between Shannon Thomas. I throw, you know, name dropper, my bud, the NAACP president. And I guess he did, I was only there for a short while, but he was there all day, and I guess he got to know the woman a little bit or whatever, but she came to the NAACP meeting. So here you have somebody that's, just wanting to find out and do more and contribute to their community and clean up some of these messes. Thank goodness. And then sometimes it comes down to it doesn't pay off. I try and resist feeling this way, but there are all these other national things I want to talk about. And then on the front page of the paper today is that the Hospital District Board disavowed or canceled the new uh, not-for-profit board that they helped push through and was supposed to bring stability to the hospital. And it's really a crazy thing because these people promoted it and pushed it with the old CEO that they eventually fired. 
And now they're just canning the whole thing. And all those community leaders that came and applied for the job to serve, give their time to make the hospital a better place. The original district board can just say in a motion, no, we're going to dissolve that. We're not going to go. There was an election. We had an election to do this, to create this extended board so there would be more trust in the, you know, leadership of the hospital. No, we're just going to disband it. So despite the fact that my ego is involved, I tried to help and contribute, and I guess it's better that I wasn't accepted to the new board of civilian oversight because I just would have been kicked to the curb. So, but you you wonder how how Washington works, how some of these investigations or someone could hope to squash one, to end one, to put people in charge so that the investigation can't go on. There's good proof coming out that Donald Trump tried to get the Southern District of New York. There was a prosecutor there that he wanted put back in charge of the office. And of course, that's where some of these charges against him are coming from. And he'd already recused himself, but so that's how it happens. People do what they do, and I mean, it's like, go for broke. But I guess as far as that goes, it's really hard to believe that the Republican House, when they were in control of it, didn't try and get to the bottom of some of these financial conundrums that plague Trump through his life. And, you know, there are people that just understand things the way things work like there's new stuff on the clintons and some investigations that have undercovered documents that show that there was a directed effort to make sure that bill got enough income to well you know it's expensive being an ex-president so it happens but now the democrats are in charge and they get the chairs of the committees and Maxine Waters, who Donald Trump has really assailed on a real personal level, is the chair of the finance committee. And she can get his taxes and it's not just easy. But now they're going after this Deutsche Bank where Trump put in for a lot of loans and got a lot of money from inflating the value of his assets. So the mess that she'll be able to clean up will be to help us understand what actually went on with many of these facets of this self-aggrandizement that Trump engages in inflating his worth and just trying to improve his brand. But Maxine Waters is going to go at some of these financial statements and records and we'll probably finally get a look to see it's like it all comes out at once and it's just overwhelming and something as huge as this information could get put out in a day when there's three other huge things that obscure it 
but we'll see. I mean, I just am heartened by the fact that someone's finally going to get to the bottom of this stuff. And for efficiency's sake, I'm going to run a little short and just talk about Jared Kushner and his top secret security clearance that the former chief staff, John Kelly, General Kelly, and other people have immortalized or how they memorialized, I have put onto the record their objection to this and the fact that they don't like it that Donald Trump overrode them. And this is just the power of the presidency. He can override the top people in the world that are looking out for our secrets in our country. He can just override them. And I don't want to say that's too much power, but we at least have to make sure that someone that's not going to abuse it holds the office. It's just so hard for me to understand why people don't understand the character of this man. It's displayed for all to see, and yet they do nothing. Please do something. I'm talking to you, Republicans. Republicans.